That's good. Well, good evening, Dennis. Happy hello, hello, hour hello. to you. Happy, happy, happy hour. Yes. So to our average else. listener, ages 35 to 49. Yes. Ha- ha- happy hour. Where is it? Where can you find us? You mean, you're not talking what? about happyhour.fm, are you? The website? No, no. Talking okay. about the other five shows I do, Tuesday through Sunday. Ah, right. Yeah. So... Turns out I've just had to renew the domain name, happyhour.fm, and it has cost us more huh? more than we have made in our Patreon donations this, this year. Well, well, so we are I in the red. You, we're going to have to we are in the amber. corners. Ah, my favorite beer. I have a Smittix over yonder. My, my, my phone just started talking about being in the red because uh, she that should not be named... Apparently, it just got triggered. Hmm. Shoot your fucking phone off, man. For the first time ever. Hey, Siri, who is Dennis? You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Hey, Siri. Which Dennis? Good. Hey, Siri, who's Dennis? Which one? Dennis Rowe or Dennis Schranz? I don't know who Dennis Rowe is. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, that was fun. Well, I wondered what she was going to say. Well, <clears throat> just I, give you my contact info. You don't want to do that. I have a local India pale ale for consumption this evening. Ah, uh, you're always uh, leave it champ- there a second. It's got a, it's uh-huh. it's it's the label design is bad. It's black on blue, um, but you're always championing your championing your local breweries, and so this is a local. I think he's from Ireland, uh, who came to live in Spain and set up a little brewery and was one of the first uh, craft breweries, uh, microbrewery sort of people around in my region. How, how far How far from your house? Uh, I think I could get there in like 25 minutes, but I never have because I have never had the opportunity to, uh, you know, I've never gotten permission to go and drive to a brewery and then have someone drive me back. Uh but, we'll do that when I'm there, and I'll drive us back. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good plan. Uh, but, but yeah, it's um, it, it's it's good. He's got a whole bunch of different things, uh, different things, different uh, recipes and styles and things. And uh, so we're going to. Well, does he off. sell a? Uh, does he sell? Does he sell an amber? Uh, I don't think so. We're going to start off with. Uh, can... Oh yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, baby. So oh, this is so. They have both India Pale Ale and America Pale Ale, and American Pale Ale, which is kind of interesting, um, because the IPA got so popular in America that America took its own take on it, I guess, or something. But hold on, uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised. That's uh, that's pale um, ale in India, <laughs> so it's a PIA with overtones of India. Yes. It's, it's, it's overtones of India. You can almost hear the people screaming in the background for more room. It just has a certain overtone. There's there's some there's a little Could bit of curry crying out for flavor food. in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, how has your week been? Uh, I don't know. 
I uh, I haven't really thought about it. It's been uh, lackluster. It's <clears> been uh, icy cold. I've been snow blowing. We got a winter storm, so I was out there. It uh, reminded me of my uh, time out in California, where uh, there was snow no blue snow. in California. Is snow blue? That no, there was no snows. So when there was snow here, well, of course, in the Rocky Mountains there was snow, but certain places no snow whatsoever. Mm -hmm. San Diego, for example. My word, it's a beautiful climate in this country. Yes. In this beautiful country of ours. So is the past tense of snow, snow blow, snow, snow, I snow blue, some snow? I, you of all people should know how to parse that. I snow blowed? <laughs> you tell me. I, I, tell me what you do. I did episode some blow. Episode. I, I don't know. You did some blow. You did some blow while you were... You snow blued, and the snow is blue. That's how you know. I, I snow blue, but it was all white. So. Wow. That's funny. It's... <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Uh, it's uh, it's cold, and, and it's icy, and... I mean, the cold, it was nine degrees. Yes. So... Nine, nine temperatures degrees? Are nine. Yes. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine. Well, it was, it was eight degrees here, but that was in Celsius, so a little bit warmer. Conversion would be? Eight degrees Celsius would be, hold on, let me, hey Siri, what's eight degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? Eight degrees Celsius is 46.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Did you get that, or was that just uh, in, my, in my headphones? No, 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 no. I got it very well. Okay. Got it very well. So that, that for, for people in my town, is, like, super, super freezing. They're, like, they're just complaining all the time, like, oh, my God, the world is ending. It's just the end of the world. It's so cold. Oh, my God. Right. Um, but everyone lives in different climates and is adjusted to whatever. Well, I was headed to uh, Ann Arbor for... Uh memorial of a friend of mine who died in September and I had to make the decision not to go because the weather was so bad mm. and it would have taken me maybe four or five hours there could have been traffic diversions and you know it ended up being probably a local event I, I'm so sorry I could have gone I was going to take a friend of mine who said well weather willing a week ago and then when I wrote her she says like oh, I don't know man it, it's going to take you three hours to get there from here yeah. And you're two hours from here. So I don't particularly want to spend the day driving in the snow, she said. So when it was faced with being by myself and then in the snow. But I feel bad about it nonetheless. I think whoever the deceased was would forgive you for that. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I would forgive uh, a friend. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I would imagine. I certainly have. I would imagine. I, I certainly have people that were unable for logistics reasons to come to my wedding right. or, or vice versa. I was unable to go to theirs because it was going to take me, you know, right. 30 hours Impossible. to get there. Impossible. Even though, yeah. even though, you know, it was in Poland or some or somewhere, but like it just the, the, well, this, the layovers and stuff was, uh, this was a U of M, uh, uh, man, a Michigan man named Buzz Alexander, who, um, started the prisoner art project there mm -hmm. and was responsible for showing prisoner art and leading, uh, lots of prisoner writing classes. Uh, he he was on my board for a while, and I ended up uh, ended up being very active in prisoner art uh, work. And he brought uh, down 
to do a prisoner workshop. A friend of mine from uh, Appalachian State University is an uh, English professor there who's the poet laureate, was the poet laureate for North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and uh, has written a couple of books that are very worth looking at. Google at one point, uh, Coventry by Joseph Abathanti. This is the book I want you to read. And we'll put it on your list of things to do, including watching Moonstruck, which I'm sure you still haven't done. This is a year now. Did you know that? We're on our year anniversary? We're getting close. We started in January. No, we didn't. We started in January 2000. No, we didn't. It's what it said on my my chartable. No. Or maybe it was a report for the calendar year. That was the report for this this January year. Because it hatched in February, didn't it? It was after we saw each other. It hatched on the ride back from South Carolina. Yeah, so... Well, it was on the ride back. I mean, the first recording, I think, was in March or late February. Of, right. But, yeah. But the plot hatched on the way back from our trip. Coventry by Joseph Bethanti. I had a job once in the town of Coventry, England. Did you? In fact, wow, I actually had written down a note to for an, an anecdote to discuss with you. Uh, about that particular job in Coventry. Um, well, let's hear it. And I don't think I've... I think my wife knows, but I don't think I've ever told anyone else. Uh, so I went for this job interview at this... at this. Mm, it was this office park sort of place, but it was like just being built. So there was... they had There were a couple of brand new buildings and a bunch of other stuff that was under construction and there were bulldozers and, and backhoes and shit everywhere. And I was following, I had, no, this is way before GPS phones. So somehow I was following some map about how to get to this, to this place in Coventry. And I found what I thought, I thought I was close looking at the map and looking at what I could see around me. I thought it was close to the place. And so I parked and I, and then I could, and then I, I looked around and I figured out that, oh, the place I want to go to is is right across the, this little field over there on this other, maybe 200 yards away. But there was this sort of field between me and there. So I was like, all right, well. I'll Were you late? It. No, I was a little bit early, as I like to be, for interviews and stuff. And <clears throat> and so I decided, well, I'll walk across this field. And, of course, I was wearing my finest suit, as you do, to go into an interview. And so I started right. walking across this field. Which in your case. Which is your case has giant bows on it. Yeah, well, <laughs> your, I was your best suit. <laughs> I mean, I was fine. My only suit, uh, right. and so here I am walking across the field, and suddenly my feet start to sink into the mud in this oh, field. Into the mud, and uh, and you know, like uh, like I'm pulling up my pulling up my feet with my dress shoes, and it's like uh, you know, just pulling up out of the mud. And I, I, I kept all my dress shoes. I made it. I made it across uh, this this field. But when I got to the other side, my shoes and my and my and my and my pants up to the knee were just covered in mud. To the knee. Oh, it's pretty close oh, to the shin. Right, so, right, right. So here I am. Shit, right. I'm 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 still maybe thirty so, uh, minutes early for the interview. Right. So, oh, well, as you go clean up. So I go and I I get. I, I sort of like wait until someone that has a key a key card to go into the building uh, goes into the building and then I sort of follow them in you know leaving footprints behind me 
uh, and I find the nearest uh, men's room, and I take off my shoes, my socks, and I start washing them uh, in the sink. There's just like the, the sink is getting all brown and mud shit, everywhere. with mud everywhere. And a couple of people come in, you know, just from their oh, desks okay. to to it go. And... The guy I was going to interview. No, right? not no. I was I was on the ground floor. I think I was in a different building actually than the one I, that I my my interview was. Yeah, in. right, right. So I I was I didn't that didn't happen. But so I sort of got as cleaned up as I could, and I. Uh, of course, you got to take your pants all the way off to to wash the, you know, the the ends of your of your pant legs, and of course. So anyway, I had this I had this thirty minutes of cleaning up, and then I, you know, with my pant legs still damp and my shoes, you know, maybe with a little bit of a squish squish uh, motion as I was walking, I I walked into to the interview and I spoke a little bit, and they hired me. But did, did they they never knew during the interview? Were you behind a desk? Yeah, I, they I, see I, I walked into a place and sat down behind a, on, on a, at a conference table. You wanted to volunteer. You wanted to volunteer those scores. Well, one thing you should know before you hire me <laughs> yeah. is that uh, sometimes I don't think ahead. And for example, on the way to this interview, I decided to walk across what became quicksand. Yes. Uh, but I'm resourceful. On the other hand, as you can see, then hold up your pant leg and show your wet pants right. and show your wet socks. Say I'm resourceful. They're still a little damp, as you can see, and then wink at them and say. My underwear did get wet. <laughs> you want to feel it? Yes, good. Well, that, the, so the the uh, that's the thing that happened to me. <laughs> it's an anecdote. I don't even think my parents know about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, so here's the story that only my wife knows on this on this uh, spirit of this uh-huh. uh, conversation. Okay, and uh, soon you'll know uh, why. We should start a podcast called Stuff Only My Wife Knows. But yes, continue. I was on the way to the airport uh, in, uh, on the, um, where was I? I was, I was in uh, Kansas City and it was a nice day and I had to fly from Kansas City to some business place somewhere. Go Chiefs. And so as as I go Chiefs, yeah, baby. Cultural reference, acknowledged. Yeah, baby. Yeah, anyway. baby. So, anyway, and we'll, hey, and San Francisco back again. So, I'm 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 running late, and as I'm running to the airport, my second or maybe third cup of coffee kicks in, and I realize that I really have got to go to the bathroom, and uh, and it started to get serious, and that I was hearing rumblings. Oh no! In my guts, audible. Rumble down under. Audible, and, and so I rushed. And I went into a kind of a mind place of just control, self-control, as I've been able to do before when I've been recovering from uh, food poisoning on an airplane, mm-hmm. for example. You've got mind to over body. learn how to completely control. Otherwise, you'll shit your seat in an airplane, which is not, not, it's, it's not cool, man. No. What if you're sitting next to the guy who does that and you're like, what did you do, man? What did you do, man? Okay, let's stop imagining this because it's vivid enough. Okay. Continue. So there I am. I get to the airport and I get out of the car and I'm under control. And I have but a short uh, parking lot to cross up a set of stairs into the foyer of the airport to certain public restrooms. And I was all mantra and very, very clear. And I opened the trunk. I got out of the car. 
And then when I lifted my two suitcases no. out. No. The effort. <laughs> no. The exertion cried a bit of a problem. Oh no. And so as I lifted, it was sort of what you'd call a lift and squirt. <laughs> As opposed to another exercise, you could be, well, we're going to do five of these lifts, and then we're going to do five squats. So it's a lifted squat. This was, in fact, lift a squirt. lift and squirt. Fuck, and when it happened, this episode. I froze because I couldn't afford an avalanche. I couldn't afford the mouth of the dam to open, so to speak. Indeed. I, I understand. And I realized, of course, that it, in the self-control mode I was in, that, of course, what my body did to... To respond was to cut off the exit, mm-hmm. but as a result, it, it roiled within itself. Oh no, the demon near became the, upset near the doorway, near the doorway to planet Earth where it wanted to regenerate with the flowers and the plants. And it was becoming, in fact, a, a closer and closer to liquid oh, shit. manure. So I so stopped dead on my tracks with two suitcases in my hand, and I very slowly set them down and I willed myself to just stop. And I looked up at the staircase, a parking lot, eight steps across the street, up three steps. And I thought, I've really got to make this work. Right. My my life can go one way or the other. And then silently, except for a little splat, I noticed that a big drop of my feces dropped out of my pants and onto the top of my shoe. No. And it had somehow fallen from its plate of reference no. to my shoe without soiling my pants. No. And I realized no, it didn't. that the mess that had been made no, it didn't. was going to be, as we might think, no. a bit of a tightrope no. from the car to. So here's the end of this grotesque oh, story. Fuck. I made it no. with only two additional splats no. onto my shoe all the way to the restroom without ever soiling my pants so that once I discarded my underwear and literally washed myself from tit to ankle in the restroom. As I often say. Donned my suit. Donned my suit, and I must say, wearing that suit without any underwear made me feel a little uh, sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) clean again. Clean again. Okay. Clean again. So... There's no way there wasn't a little bit in your pants. I'm sorry. The 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 journey the journey down to your shoe. It was a miracle. The journey down to your shoe. Either left something on your it legs. No, it rolled pants. off my. It rolled. It, it rolled uh, toward my bollocks and then dripped directly from my bollocks, from my underwear, dripped directly Tough down on. my baggy pant leg, and landed on my shoe. And when it splatted, I lift up my pant leg, and said. Of course. Oh, shit. I could have said, in fact, hello, shit. I could have taken the persona of a three-year-old and yeah. been like perfectly happy and said, oh. Hello there. Hello, shit. Hello. Hello. You're looking a bit ill. This could be like you a look super, a bit shabby. This could be like a superpower when someone when someone does you wrong, you can just pop one of those down to your shoe and fling it at them. Yeah, right. uh, that's nice. No, just just scrape it off with your finger and shoot it at them with your finger and thumb. Boom. Yeah, hit them right in the middle of the forehead with your own shit. You know what you say to them? Take that. 
take that. Yes. It, a total assault. Uh, the, the whole story of uh, mind over body and, you know, really clinching that sphincter. God, this is a great episode. Uh, it's, I've had, a, I've had times when, it's when our first star rate. <laughs> yes. Everyone go to iTunes and give this episode a five star rating. Uh, yes. And the, uh, I, I, I've had that sensation of I have to stop this and then you and then like the sensation goes away like you yes. you no longer need Just to momentarily. anymore but you have to prepare so what you know alone in the woods you know uh, snowmobiling gear on uh, fishing gear on you know heavy cold you know suspenders and just rigging okay, and, I don't have that and to be able but... to make certain uh oh uh oh uh oh it's coming. Right. It's crowning. It's coming. As my brother would say, man, I'm going to shoot a ham. I'm going to drop a ham. Yeah. And knowing that you shoot need four minutes to, to get off all of your gear to, so, to enable, so to there's, there's, allow your anal access to the atmosphere. So a, and a strange, quiotic joy, a joy of disturbance and twisted uh, uh, reality. Yes, is uh, crouching in the woods and literally cannonballing, spewing, leaving a track maybe four or five yards from the point of departure. There is while, while you're walking, you're not joy. you're not coming from one spot no, no, no. and spraying. Quick, quickly drop trowel, get everything done on time. The explosion occurs. You leave a twelve foot track while you're running. <laughs> no. Or you're no. you're you're stopped, no. and you're how? and you're spraying like a flamethrower. Shit in the for five yards. How would you shit in the woods while you were running? I don't know. You're saying that you're, that you're leaving a track. What are you? What are you? That's because you crouch and that you're explosive, and you and it goes out fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. Oh, twelve feet. Sure. Oh, a, yes, a spray. Boom. Fuck. You know, and but back to your point. So I'm trying to image. I normally here, do these into, into balls. Uh, a so man in the woods running and shitting his. He's running. Well, sure. It's actually much funnier than what I'm talking about. But have you done that? I is that why you know? I am not a bear. You've been in the woods running and have shit yourself. I'm not a bear. I have not shit in the woods. Well, maybe I did once, but it was under very controlled circumstances. So, did you uh, ever leave a? Did you ever use a leaf to wipe your ass? I think maybe the the answer is yes. But a couple of quick things about this. the first experience of using a leaf to wipe your ass is usually unsuccessful because you overestimate the dexterity of the leaf, and so your finger pops through the leaf, and you end up wiping your ass with with your own finger. The second time you do it, now your four and five leaves thick, and you've found some with the thicker texture. And then you're left with the sad fact that, uh, you know, you got a green ass, but at least you're clean. At least you're clean. I mean, it depends on if it's December or April, right, I would think? Well, there's nothing like shitting in the snow. The, the white, the dark brown, it's black so on white. Yes. The steam, the steam, the fog. The theme, the I steam, the fog. It. Yeah, I tried to catch that fog once, but I missed. Oh, lordy. 
Well, apologies well, to our listeners for this. The faint, the faint of heart. This episode of Scatological. Uh, mm. Scatman Crothers. Scatman. 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 Be 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 well, I, I just want to I just want to throw out that that uh, that this phenomenon is it's one of the benefits that I enjoy from working from home. Let's just say that that I have the bathroom nearby. Oh, uh, and good. I'm not working in a suit. Smittics. Red Ale. I went out and played poker the other night, took two Smittics with me, drank them back, brought three Smittics back. What? Check that. Left with two Smittics yep. to the poker, drank two of them, returned with three Smittics. This word problem is someone was gambling bottles of Smittics and you won? No. A friend left early, and rather than take his three remaining Smittics back, he said, Dennis, you can have them. Well, that's what and I got. Here I friend. am. Friend. A friend that donates friend. beer is a friend, so to speak. So imagine that, that we played poker, uh, seven of us, for three hours, and at the end of three hours... Everybody broke even except one guy lost five, one guy won five, one guy lost nine, one guy won nine. The three other people broke completely even. What are the odds? You guys are evenly matched. Or I know it's or good. suck it's at poker, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's good for our listeners to hear you yawn in response to one of my little anecdotes. I think maybe just like well, when hold you, on, sneeze, hold on. you cover for your mic. <sighs> there you go. We'll, we'll edit that in. Next, we're going to wait for you to say, oh, wait a minute. Um, were you saying something? I edited all, all those out. The, all, all the times where, where like 10 minutes go by and, and then I realize that I'm on a call with you and I look back at you and, and you've said something about sports or poker or something. Those The listeners don't hear that. Like that's just cut. I cut that out. Oh, you cut it out? Yeah. Cut you edited it out. it out? Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear that? How do you know? Well, how do you know? That's why we only got two listers because you keep cutting all the good shit out. Maybe that's maybe that's true. I should leave in all this of is your, good. It's fantastic. Everything. Yes. Everything. 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 You don't cut substance. This no. is substantive. This is this is meaty. <laughs> this is meaty, good solid podcast protein that we're putting out here. So it's not filler content. So, hey, whistle boy. 
I have a a brief rant that I would like to podcast to the world. I was recently looking around in. I had a Sunday afternoon to myself and was looking around for some entertainment and I went to Netflix and I was saying, let's, I wonder if there's any sort of, uh, stand up, stand up comedy routines or something that I might want to watch. And I looked around and there was one by Seth Meyers and Seth Meyers during this whole three years of Trump now, uh, has been my, really my favorite of, of the four uh, Nate, Nate Light, late night comedians. Uh, your Trevor Noah, your Colbert, your John Oliver, and Seth Meyers. Uh, I've really enjoyed Seth Meyers' take on things more than the others. He's more, he, he's he's more fearless. He goes right at Trump and says, you know, this is this is stupid. More fearless than than uh, even than <clears throat> um, Sunday, the then, Sunday show. Then. Uh, then John Oliver? John Oliver doesn't he's more willing to like swear because he can, but uh he doesn't he's more interested in doing journalistic stories of uncovering uh uh injustices in in the U, in in the US. Highly highly highly, re- Whereas, highly researched as right. opposed to Yes. Whereas Seth, Ma- Seth Meyers is looking at yesterday's news funny. and saying ha ha wants to be it wants to be funny. Yes. Yeah. So, uh but so Seth Meyers, um, he he had this stand-up special, which I will link to at happyhour.fm slash zero four four, and he he did this this stand-up where it was good. It, it's really clean stand-up if you don't mind the word fucking, because he drops the f bomb a couple times. But uh, it, it was all just about relationships and fun and modern New York life with Uber and et cetera, et cetera. But then towards the end. He said, okay, now I'm about to get political. I'm going to talk about politics. So Netflix has told me, because this is a Netflix special, Netflix has told me that you can, you, you, that if you don't want to hear me talk about politics, you can click down here on this button on the, on the corner of the screen and you will skip to the, after the politics. And sure enough, a button appeared that said like, skip politics. And I did not like that. I was, I think that's very, first of all, from a technological point of view, that's super cool that Netflix can do that sort of thing where they can make a button appear that you can click and go and skip some sections. They did this with um, with uh, Black Mirror, famously. Black Mirror had this episode where there was, uh, you know, choose your own adventure, you could go to different parts of the story. But I thought it was sort of cowardly to say, okay, here's this comedian. And then when he starts to talk about what he really believes in, you, uh, you right wing people can skip this so that you and, don't get offended. And, and he, and he's the one who has to explain it, taking a break from his, his routine. Yeah. He said, to explain the he, technology. He said, that's like a fucking commercial. Right. Well, well, I mean, but I, mean, I can't believe he would do that, but obviously I can't believe he would do that. But I, I mean, he knows he's on a Netflix special. He knows that this is being recorded to be released on Netflix, just like everyone that is on any of these uh, stand-up comedy things knows. But he he said, look, I've been told by Netflix that there's, that there's going to be a button down here and you can click it to, to skip past this. And then he went on like and then he went on his normal 
uh, Seth Meyers' rant about how bullshit Trump is, and uh, which our viewers will uh, know that we agree with. And and then at some point, 20 minutes later, or 15 minutes later, he said, "Okay, now we're at now we're at the time where where the other people are going to be skipping to." Uh, just so it, just so that they are inclined to go back and listen to it, I'm going, I'm going to say the following sentence. Oh wow, I was really wrong about him. He really is a good, really good president. Uh, just to fuck with the people that skipped to that point, to to make them think, oh, oh, oh maybe <laughs> I should go back and listen. But but what I what I know technologically is that Netflix is tracking exactly at which second of that show people are clicking the skip politics button. People click off. So so what they're what they're gauging. They know you as a user, Netflix is being able, using this technology, they're being able to measure exactly what point you get offended by his mockery of Trump. At, because at some point, because the button stayed there for the whole time. And at some point, if you got offended by something, you might click, well, I'm going to skip this shit. Uh, but that gives Netflix data about you, about what you believe, and about how to best tailor shows to you, which well, is creepy. Well, they history. don't really care about me. They care about the bunch of me. Right, yeah, right. Well, no, wrong. They do care about you. They because if you waited, Only as part of a group. If you if you watch the whole thing, that they, then they know that you don't find that dis- disagreeable enough to click yeah. on the button. But but if you yeah, listen my to my point is that puts me in that group. So right. I'm in that group. Yes, but if I'm there by myself, if I'm the only one who listens to the whole thing. Then that's the exception to the rule. Yes, but you're you're thinking as if uh, groups are like you're thinking as if it's it's a human making these these decisions. But it's but because by clicking the button, but no, it is a human. Yes, yes, it is. It's the viewer. But but they know that if you listen to five minutes and ten seconds as opposed to five minutes and eleven seconds, then they know that you are more. Uh, opposed to those points of view than the one that listened to five minutes and eleven seconds. So they, so, so what they, they would do it. They would. They can then tailor the content to you. They can put you on a on a spectrum. You're not in groups necessarily, but in a spectrum of uh, how disagreeable you find I stuff. I understand. I understand a spectrum is the way that the data and the information is collected. But in the analytics of the data, what you're going to do is you're going to say, "Hey guys, let me tell you some interesting things." We lost 20% of our people in the first minute sometime. We lost another 20% in the second minute. By the time we got to six minutes, we lost 70%. So what they're doing is actually grouping the one-minute people, the two-minute people. Why? Because that's what makes the analytics important. The spectrum is the way to collect up the analytics. is what makes it discernible as to what we do about it. That means that if we want to make the, let's say that we had a spike at three minutes, a, a, a spike at three minutes, we would say, this is what we've learned. If we keep those political comments to less than three minutes, right. we will not lose 45% of our audience that files. And then someone says, but how much do we lose per second from 2.3 minutes to three? And you can be told that so you can moderate. The point, of course, is that it's, it's, it's useful. You're you're right about how it is presented in the board meeting, but I think if they are clever about it, and I think Netflix is the cleverest corporation out there doing this, I think that you can go even finer detail when you when you get down to the algorithm of should we show this person 
this particular documentary about 9-11 or something, uh, should we recommend it? And you can differentiate that between someone that stopped at at three minutes and, and one second or three minutes and three seconds. And I think that talking about it in the boardroom, you say, yes, there are these there are these these cohorts that we have divided into these into these groups. But I think at the at the level where the actual computer is is suggesting what to watch, I think they can do even better than that. But I don't work there, so they can. But the fact of the matter too is for practically speaking, outside of the boardroom, the programmers that have to decide what to do with the stuff say, look, we see over the spectrum that the difference between two point three five minutes and two point three nine minutes is that there is a spike after that which has a much higher trajectory from that point forward. Yes. So subjectively, we would say that 2.36 is the acceptable level, and we'll eat that. They, too, are grouping. I agree. Everyone's grouping. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I'm reading a novel set in the, uh, in the, in the, the northern frigid uh, waters of the Arctic Circle in the old days when they were whaling. And uh, I do mean uh, fishing for whale uh, and whaling as well when the ship wrecked, uh, wrecked and, and yeah, ended up on the ice flow and what they did back in the 1800s to respond to a Wait, sinking sorry. ship on the ice what, what are you reading? in the Arctic. What are you reading about this? It's a novel. A book. What's it called? It's... The North something. <laughs> All right. I'll edit that out, and you can send me a fucking email where you sound smart. Right. Yes. <laughs> that always happens. I start with the best of intentions. Continue, continue. Up, yes, they're whaling. They end up being mentally inferior. Anyway, the whaling and the, 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 this, arc, this uh, cold nine-degree weather here reminds me of this the setting of this novel where it's all in the Arctic uh, back in the turn of the century. And it's just uh, astounding to hear of the, of the, of the, of the coldness and the, and the disaster uh, that can happen in that cold. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Crime is it called, crimes is, committed. Is it called the North water? Yes. By Ian McGuire. Yes. Okay. Ah, the North, the North water. Yes. I've heard of this. Yes. The North water by, 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 uh, Ewan McGregor, not to be confused with the actor. Um, and yes. Yes. That sounds... McGuire as opposed to McGregor. Yes. The actor. From uh, from the other movie you probably haven't seen on your list. Did you watch Moulin Rouge? I have not, but we have discussed it. That? Uh, okay. My next movie... Just another... The, the movie that I most... That is top priority is The Joker, because... I'm sorry. Joker, as the title is. Uh, you haven't it, seen it? Because it got nominated for all these Oscars, and I haven't seen it yet. And either it will be... Oh, my God. Either it will be... I hate to watch a great movie on in-flight entertainment, but um, I can maybe try and yeah. find it to watch on my flights uh, towards you later this month. So, uh, yes, I definitely want to watch that with my full utmost attention. Unlike what I give you. So let me ask you this. Between now and 
the middle of February, will you be somewhat proficient on your new electric guitar? I will. In the middle of February, I will not have my electric guitar because I'm not bringing it to the states. No, 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 no. no. Just it's a question in, about your skill level by that level time. Proficiency. Not about the. Excuse me. How do you define proficiency? How do you? That's the question. It's your fucking guitar. Yeah, as a as a, as a bilingual person, people often ask me. Uh, so, are you fluent in Spanish? And once you know enough of another language, that word sort of loses meaning because it's like, yes, I can talk to a Spaniard, but if they want to talk to me about a particular domain of knowledge, like auto mechanics or something like that, philosophy, then then right. I'm then I'm uh, then I or well uh, yeah philosophy sure uh, or the philosophy of auto mechanics, uh, then I ah. don't know those I don't know those that vocabulary. But if you want to talk to me about Hey, can you pick up that object over there and take it over to the other place? Then sure, but it's have you uh, uh, latching on to a, a little thing here before I forget. Did you read Art uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? I've not. I've heard of it. Oh God, I've heard Put that, it on your list. that it's an important uh, book. Ah, Put it on the list. I have a I have a brief uh, thing to mention that. Recently, another anecdote. Another anecdote by Eric. Starting anecdote now. For the second time in the year that we've owned our new car, uh, a little rock fell off of a truck in front of us and, and cracked the windshield. And then the crack sort of grew and grew and grew. And our car insurance uh, paid to get it fixed. But uh, this time, the first time, uh, my wife told me after she had already gotten it fixed, she said, oh, yeah, the, the windshield broke and I got it fixed and like a month ago. And, yeah, that happened. Uh, not unlike you your, didn't know it? Not unlike your situation. Uh, oh, it's, there's but, an update on that. Well, hold on. <laughs> Remind we, me. Yeah, I will. It's funny. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. So anyway, uh, this time I was driving and, it, and the little rock fell and it, it made a crack. And then we noticed over the course of that day that it grew a little bit. So anyway, we took it in to get fixed, and I went to go pick up the car after it was after it had been fixed, and uh, the the guy that was there fixing it in this tiny little garage, like just just the car barely fit in the in the little space, uh, he w was excited to talk to me about uh, windshield repair because that's what he does, and uh, and because our car is modern and it has these little gizmos that. Like there's a camera, so they can sense whether you're in the lane or not, and it like keep and it like will keep you in the lane, and another one that senses the distance of the car in front of you, so it can it can monitor that. Uh, because it has all these extra gizmos, it takes a lot longer to just replace the windshield because you got to replace the windshield and then you have to like calibrate all of this other shit. Uh, oh and, wow! Because it's uh, the electronics is built into the window. Right. Well, I mean the 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 camera goes through the, the there's a camera by where the where the um, where the rear mirror is. And uh, so anyway, so I, I got there and he had the car set up with a big sort of screen in front of it with all these dots on it, like to calibrate the how the car should see things. And he had all these lasers set up so that he could, uh, in, a, in a little plumb bob on the, on the hood of the car, because 
part of doing his job was to uh, tilt the car at, you know, 7.5 degrees or whatever, uh, and then and then also measure how it saw where the dots were and then tilted another way, tilted back the other way, 7.5 degrees or whatever. And so he was doing all of these things um, while, you know, I, I got there and he was like, it's going to be another 45 minutes. And so I walked away, but then I came back and, uh, but it was really interesting to see that now there's all this sort of modern tech and, wow. and I, and I mentioned to him, wow, this, this is amazing. You can't just like pop off the windshield and pop on a new wheel, windshield. Like, like, like you could right. in the good old days. Um, and he said, yeah. was last year. Yeah. And he said, that yeah, was like a year ago. And, and, and don't get me started on Tesla's. And I said, Tesla's there, there are almost no Tesla's in, in Spain. And he said, well, you would think that, but actually there are a couple. In fact, he has, he has replaced uh, a windshield on a Tesla that was owned by some like um, some team manager from, from, uh, from the Barcelona soccer team who he, he had a brief conversation with, like he did with me and uh, who clearly had more money than he knew what to do with. Um, but he said that with the, with the Tesla's, there's all these extra shit you have to, the diagnostics you have to perform. But I thought it was interesting that just like everything, just like how it, now it takes seven minutes for your fucking TV to turn on. Whereas before it would just yeah. be like, Bing, and now it's on. Yeah. Uh, now everything yeah. is a computer and has to boot up and shit. So, yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. So give me the quick summary on your, uh, on your bumper situation before we go. My what? My what? The thing that didn't happen to your car while you were there. <laughs> so in the ongoing saga um the other night uh, i was driving uh my wife's car she was the passenger which is always a questionable <clears throat> situation indeed the secondary driver so to speak and uh we had been out had, had dinner and had a few drinks and uh as i pulled into my uh icy wet uh backyard where i've got to turn around and i can park the car but i want to uh, turn it around so it's ready to go mm-hmm. instead of having to turn around in the morning as i turned it to turn it around the front of it bumped into a trailer i have there that's got some stuff in it and and she got upset because i had bumped the trailer with her car <laughs> and there was no harm no foul it was a little bump there was no damage okay. you know and uh and, and so what are you doing and this and that and i said well no harm, no foul. It's okay. And uh, we get out of the car, we go in. So, <laughs> so starting the next day, this was about... She went out to look at the car. Three weeks ago. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Starting about three weeks ago to, to this day, she <laughs> is saying to me occasionally when I'm in the car and driving it that I'd better be careful. <laughs> and she's calling me the guy who bumps things. <laughs> Because you're the guy who bumps things with my car, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course, I want to think, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> so, so today in the ice frozen tundra, of the Arctic nine degree temp and the blowing snow, and it got warm and then icy and then blowing. When I went to the back bumper of the car, the snow and ice had separated the crack. And had formed little icicles, little tentacles, coming out, and so I kicked them. Good <laughs> job. Further, further, yeah, further cracked the bumper momentarily, 
and then hit it again and snapped it back into place so that once again the crack. And so I was just thinking as I did that, what is it going to be like when she sees that? And I explained to her that it happened in November of 2019, yeah. which could be two years after the fact. Right. And this poor man who was crying and screaming and wailing. I remember. Who hit me. Yeah. Who said, I don't have any money and what am I going to do? This is disaster. And, and he could barely deal with the fact that his front headlight was out of place, let alone this crack in this bumper, yeah. which was, it was probably that repair, uh, 14 to $1,600. You got to replace the bumper. You can't fix it. Right. And so there, there, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> Calling me the guy who bumps other cars. <laughs> it's like based on this mild right. uh, bump of this trailer as, a, as opposed to, you know, and it wasn't my fault. I didn't do this. I didn't. I didn't do this. It was done to me. It was my response to it. Right. Of course, which is to say, you know, just go. Yeah. God your, bless. Your response was, you was know? great. And when that trailer well, bumped, and that when, when that trailer bumped into you the other night, uh, you know, you were also magnanimous when you said trailer, just deal with it. Yeah, it's fine. No harm. No foul. No foul. Maybe that's the subtext for tonight's episode. No harm. No foul. But hey. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Next week, remind me, Stories of the High Sea. Okay. Stories of the High Sea. The High Sea? And also know high this. Seas. High Sea, one sea, the Pacific Ocean. But know this, too. I don't want an episode to go by without a reference to, of course, Ray, Ray Donovan. Donovan. Tonight, it is, this weekend was the uh, finale of the seventh season, and the eighth season brings promise. But it appears that the eighth season is very likely to be the last season. Oh, no. We're at 80 episodes. There will be 10 more. There will be 90. So what I urge you to do is on your list because you don't do much during the day at all. I don't know what people think you do, but we know that you don't do any of that. I mean, what you do is you lay around and watch movies and shit. So you got 70, what, 70, you watch two episodes, you got 78 hours left. Yeah. Right? To catch up before season, uh, the final season eight begins. Well, that is a a goal to shoot for, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Well, this has been a... The first part was really quite shitty. Uh, but I think we pulled it around and we talked about some interesting things. And I will talk to you next week, Dennis. And that's it for episode 44. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 044. You can support us at patreon.com slash happyhour because we need money to re-register this domain name, for example. And you can contact us at happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. And as always, see you next week. Hey, matey, next episode, Stories of the High Seas. Arr, matey. Arr, mate. Will there be treasure? There be treasure. Or only tales Arr, of treasure? Tales of treasure. Hmm. Out. Out? Out? <laughs>